Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Commander Clash podcast, where we talk all things Commander. And this week, we're talking Lost Caverns of Ixalan and all its related sets, uh, Commander, uh, Jurassic Park, uh, special guests, etc. Uh, and we're going to go over some of the best cards in the set, and we'll throw in a couple of our sleeper picks as well. So join with me. It's Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive. How are you doing, Seth? I'm doing good. This set's kind of ridiculous, so I'm super excited to talk about it. Krim, the Asian Avenger, how are you doing? Yo, uh, pretty good. I am pretty excited to talk about this set as well. All right, Tomer, Budget Commander, uh, I, I believe you're very hyped for this set. I This was the most painful top 10 of my life. I've done this for many, many years, and I have so many cards I wanted to mention. So this is like all my babies, having to put them all and just get 10 of them on, on the stand. It hurts. But how are you doing, the Codfather? I am Richard, the Codfather, and I am too very excited. Uh, all my cards got cut out of this top 10. Uh, un- 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 unbelievable. Spirited Companion did not make it. Uh, oh. But I got a sleeper pick in here, so I'm, I'm very happy. So we're going to go into the top 10, but before we do that, uh, today's show is brought to you by Card Conduit, the easiest way to sell your magic cards. Card Conduit lets you skip all the typing, time, and work associated with buy listing, and the curated service lets you send in as many cards as you want with buy value. With buy list value $1 more and you pay just a 5% service fee, you can use their sorted service where you list and sort your cards and pay only 2%. You get a detailed report and fast payment once your order is processed. You can get 10% off by heading over to cardcomnet.com slash Goldfish. And we have a second sponsor, guys. It's us. We have a Patreon now. So you can head over to patreon.com slash Goldfish. Uh, you can support us directly there. We have some sweet content for fans. Right now, we have uh, a Baldur's Gate three playthrough uh with, with the four of us the the four of us sitting right here and then we also have a uh video games bracket uh with the uh, the five of us phil included in that one so check out uh patreon.com slash goldfish if you're interested so uh let's get to it so we these are not presented in in any particular order so these are just generically you know top cards uh we chose six cards which we think would appeal to most people and then we each Threw in a sleeper pick. Uh, so kicking things off uh, is Dowsing Device. One in a red, two mana artifact. Uh, when Dowsing Device or another artifact enters the battlefield under your control, up to one target creature gets plus one, plus zero, and gains haste until end of turn. Then transform Dowsing Device if you control four or more artifacts. Tap it to add a red mana. Oh, so the backside is a land. Tap it to add a red mana. Three tap until end of turn target creature gains haste and gets plus X plus zero, where X is the number of artifacts you control. Activate only as a sorcery. Why do we like dousing device? Is it because it sounds like dousing dagger? Well, I, I was so, hoping you'd love it, but yeah, for that. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not just because it sounds like dousing dagger and even flips kind of like dousing dagger if you think about it, but really like haste is powerful. Most so this is going to be at its best in an artifact deck where you're able to trigger this consistently every turn, but even non artifact decks like are not like super heavy artifact decks like equipment decks, let's say, are going to have a reasonable number of uh, artifacts in them. They're going to have some mana rocks in them. Most likely you're going to be able to trigger this consistently enough and being able to haste in your creature every single turn. That's a super powerful effect. And then once you flip it around, this turns into like a, a, a Kessig Wolf run almost like this is going to be giving a creature for three mana 
ran and tapping, not just haste, but a big power boost. It's pretty realistic that this can be giving plus five, plus 10 power. So I think this is just like, it's a good card unflipped. And then the backside ramps you and it's a good card once it flips. So it's exactly what an equipment deck would want, right? This, I think this card is absolutely insane. This is a two, like you can think of it as basically a two mana, mana rock for your artifact deck that does so much more like if i was in like an is it artifact deck i would be seriously considering cutting you know like the is it signet at this point for for this instead it gives if you're playing a bunch of artifacts it pumps up all your team um it gives them haste and then you just need four artifacts and it itself is an artifact too. So you only need three other artifacts. It immediately transforms. You don't have to wait until like end of step or anything. You just play an artifact. It could even be like treasure or clue or whatever token things. Uh, those those all work as well. Immediately flips. You immediately get to tap it for mana. And if you don't need to tap it for mana, then it's a cranial plating that you can choose to uh, pump even after uh, after blockers are declared. So if I attack with you with like an army of one ones and I have like like 10 artifacts on the battlefield because I'm an artifact deck and you block like all but one of them I can pop the one that wasn't blocked and then boom you're like dead it's just like for two mana like two mana it's wild I thought it would be like a three mana at least but no two two no way silly is this that wild I think it's just okay <laughs> it's so good like it doesn't like, seem like a crim card like this is like so just average like it's, it's not like, draw yeah. go that's true okay you do know i play magic outside of draw go right like, yeah, you play tap like, out control yeah i play tap out control which has creatures on top of that but like yeah like this is just aggressively okay but you know what it look i see it like it's an art of in an artifact deck like yeah it could do some work there but i don't know it just it seems okay. So, so, so are, we, are we talking in the context of artifact decks or like general I mean, it's, decks? It's got to be an artifact deck, right? Because like the biggest upside is flipping into an untapped land. Like the that's what makes this card really good, right? Is this is a red card that is going to ramp you like a green card almost, where it's ramping as a land that's not going to get blown up by artifact gate. So I think you got to be an artifact deck to realistically be able to like flip it around. You're going to get value out of it while you're waiting by hasting in your creatures, hopefully. But I think you really want to be able to flip it into a land because that's the that's the most powerful mode of this card, right? Is like being land ramp in a mono red deck. Even the is it Prim, this is decidedly okay. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. wow. And so, so in an artifact deck, you are so powerful. There are like many powerful things you could be doing. And you are not desperate for the land ramp because you can ramp with artifacts, with treasures. And you're going to get blown out by a Vandal Blast anyway. So like, the, like running a Signet is not really downside for you. You know what I mean? So like getting the hard land ramp in an artifact deck is not as... But important, but isn't and then also okay. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, like, not all decks need a haste in their creature. Like, like it can do absolutely nothing as you like play your you know mana rocks, whatever. You like haste something and like nothing is hasting in, and then you untap, it becomes a land, and then you can pump something. Like I don't know, it's like decidedly average, and you can't do it at instant speed. By the way, Tomer, it's a sorcery pump, so you can't do it after blockers. Oh, oh, I missed that. Declared. But that doesn't Still, really change. It gives it haste. Something. It also gives it haste. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Amazing. So it's a big, it's a big attack I, if no one has blockers. But it's okay. Like I don't know, is this really going into I, your I, equipment deck? Like yes. 
Okay, I, may, I don't... maybe an equipment <sighs> deck, but that's like also like a, like you know artifact deck adjacent, right? But yes, even yeah, though, I mean it's got to be some sort of artifact deck. But like, I don't know it. It seems just okay. Like it's not. I'm a, interested it's not if you awful. can force this in a non-artifact deck. You're like, yeah, soaring, razor tied something because you want the hard land ramp and you're wait, willing to work for it. Wait, you're like, it's like, not, some it's not good in this? artifact decks, but it's good in worse decks for it. What? I don't understand. I don't, I don't even know if it's good in normal decks, though. It's like, or like an artifact deck, it's like, okay, I guess. Like, it, because that's like, like to, you want to haste an Itali or something. You know what I mean? Like, there, there's, there's a point to this. In an artifact deck, you're like spamming Memnites or something, or you're spamming like random artifact eggs and stuff like that like the the effect isn't as important Flight so i'm trying to steel, force it as ramp. leveler you know there's artifact yeah. creatures that want to attack yeah, maybe you're right i mean so it is worth mentioning like it, it does work with treasure token blood token map yes. token like all these artifact tokens so i could see non-artifact decks if they're built in a way that's going to be producing artifact tokens be able to take advantage of it like a single dock side most likely flips this on turn three so if you're playing a bunch of effects like that then this goes up in value so maybe there are some non-artifact decks that can do it but you need to have like you gotta have a plan to flip it i don't think you can just throw it into a tally and be like oh i have eight mana rocks in this deck it's gonna work out like I, that's you're gonna need some like really ridiculously lucky draw for it to work out in that context and then if you're an artifact deck and you're like, oh, well, you're going to get Vandal Blasted anyway. Well, this is not going to get blown up to Vandal Blast. It's a land. <laughs> yeah, that, Isn't that, that what you're looking so for? weird to me. Like, what? oh, my deck is I mean, not, need to it's dodge the Vandal, the Vandal Blast. Blast. <laughs> if you get wrecked by Vandal Blast, having one land on the battlefield is not going to help you. <laughs> it helps. I don't know. <laughs> so I think I'd rather just go all into treasures and try to end the game before the Vandal Blast happens. <laughs> <sighs> all right okay you're fine okay, we're undecided okay. on this we gotta move on the indomitable uh four mana blue legendary artifact vehicle it's a six six trample when a creature you control deals combat damage to a player draw a card crew three you may cast the indomitable from your graveyard as long as you control three or more tapped pirates and or vehicles so another Biden of Thassa. And I heard Biden of Thassa is a pretty good card. It's so good. I mean, Biden of Thassa, if you look on EDH rack, is like a top 30-ish, maybe 50-ish blue card. Like some blue decks don't want it because you have to be creature decks. But in heavy creature decks that are in blue, it's one of the most played cards. This is just a, a strictly better, well, not strictly better. I guess in theory, Biden of Thassa can make your opponents attack. I don't know if I've ever actually seen anyone activate that mode. I guess it probably has happened before. But like this is a mostly better Biden, right? If you could only play one of those you'd play the Indomitable over Biden because it can turn into a 6-6 Trampler and you can get it back from your graveyard, potentially, depending on what deck you're playing. Worst case, you play two Bidens and you draw even more cards and then you're super happy because okay, you get to okay, drive your Biden the, more so often. A four-mana thingamajigs. You got Toski, which is green. We're not going to count that. Yep. Uh, and it's also a creature. We have uh, in the Indomitable. We have Biden of Thassa, which allows you to, for two mana, tap for someone to attack. And you have Reconnaissance Mission, which is an enchantment that can cycle. And, and Coastal Piracy, the OG. Coastal Piracy is five I, mana enchantment. I oh, it's four. This is, it's wait, four, is it four, I think. It, yeah. it's, it's, actually, it's OG. Oh, okay. It has no upsides, but it is no upside. I, 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 I will say that this is, this is a very niche card. Like, it's 
it's not like a generically good card. It's definitely meant for pirates and vehicles, right? I don't know. Because, if you're just a go wide deck, you, sure, you would play but, it. Like, well, wait, why? Why would I? Reconnaissance I guess, like, mission, Vine of Thassa is a very highly played card. Let, right, let me right, right, right. Real quick, but are those cards like better? That like, is this better than those cards? Right, like I do like that it's a vehicle. That part of it's nice. Um, I mean. Like, that's what I want to ask. So Krim thinks it's lower end, right? The other cards are better. Like, Reconnaissance yeah, like, mission cycles as an enchantment. Biden can force an attack. And then this right. one can crew and trample through. And then if you're playing pirates or vehicles, obviously this is like a lot better because you can recur. But let's say you're not playing pirates and vehicles. I, I think you can safely ignore one. the last text. Yeah, I think you ignore the last like, text is- and the fact that it's a, it can hit as a 6-6 six, six trampler. You know, yeah. that's just uh, the like the times that I activated coast. Like I run Biden Thassa a lot, and the times that I actually activate it is very, very low. Like I only used it in like my Furcrag deck because then it works with my commander. But like otherwise, for just forcing people to attack is generally not a, a good idea unless you have like pillow fort or ways of making sure they don't attack you because it's not go. It's just forced attack. Whereas like yeah, if if my Biden is suddenly a six six trampler. Um, that's great. Uh, I guess it, I'd maybe better in Enchantress because of enchantment, but that's that's it. And it draws a card itself. Like the upside of that is you can play a creature with three power as summoning sickness, use that to crew, get in and draw a card right away with your Biden. So it's even more card advantage. So I would rank this number one out of out of those cards. Even obviously for pirates or vehicles, it's like clearly number one. But in a generic deck, I think I would still put this number one. I mean Great. the the six six body is not something to like scoff at, but like I don't know. Like it it seems cool, but like I'm just not huge on it yet, and I don't know why that is. Maybe because yeah, it's it's because you only ever like have opposition. Right? That one one body lets you just well, pull in on someone and draw the card. Even well, you not put this like in one... rogues. You got. I mean, put like this in rogues, but like I would put the cycler in, right? Yeah, I, I think Cycler's I, number one. I think Reconnaissance really? is number yeah. one. And then oh. this is number two. You're not no. cycling Reconnaissance you never, mission wait, away. Like, if you're cycling Reconnaissance mission, you are losing anyway. There is like You don't <laughs> play that card because you're going to cycle it any reasonable so, amount so of time. So typically when I play these decks, I put all of these cards in because you want a critical mass of them. But sometimes you get yeah. too many of them. So that's, why, that's where the cycling goes away. Uh, or like you don't have any creatures, right? You got to cycle it away. Or you're looking for... An answer, you gotta cycle it away. So I, I prefer the cycling over the six six Ooh. body trample, but then I think this is the second one. Plus enchantments yeah. are hardier than artifacts. That is I, true. I, if that well, counts it's an artifact. Uh, this I, yeah. one's an artifact. And then Biden is artifact enchantment, and then reconnaissance is enchantment only. But I like the forced attack. See, like I, I like the forced attack. I think that definitely moves the game along and then I also op- leaves people like open. No one uses it. Class. Well, yeah, you know, we barely that, ever use it, not, though. It's very that's rare. Not my fault. Right? <laughs> like, I use it. But, like, yeah, like, probably we'll get attacked, but there's a reason for it, right? If you're ever activating it, there's probably something good coming out. Well, I mean, you wouldn't activate it if you think they're going to attack you, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, like you well, won't activate it in that case, but yeah. You just okay. got. Uh. Blood letter of Aklazots. Uh, where's my I, blood letter? Blood letter oh, no. of Aklazots is one in triple black, right? It's one in triple yeah. black, two four, and then when an opponent would lose life, they lose double that life. Is that 
only during your turn. If an opponent was during, during your turn, and it's a two four flyer, yeah. So yeah, it's a two it's four. It's a vampire flyer. demon. That's mm-hmm. I. I think this card is amazing, right? Like, is this card not super sick? Like, it's. It, I like this card. Yeah, like it. It does everything. I. I. A deck that can play this will is, probably. Is this the only black damage doubler. Dude, like this just straight up doubles damage. They're not a so damage they're, doubler. Loss it's of better life than double damage because it works. Yeah, yeah I know. Effect too. Yeah, it's like a yeah. it's a one sided life effect. It works with damage because damage yeah. is loss of life. Is this? Are there other cards in black that do this? There are. I think there's like Archfiend of the Pravity or something. Most of them end step trigger. There's also part of like the Lorwyn cycle of enchantments where it's like on your end step they lose life equal to the life they lost this turn or whatever. This is the only Move one I believe that does it immediately. It's like, this is formatted like a red card. It's a black card, but it's actually like formatted like a red card where just immediately you're doubling up your damage. I like this card because it's like super black heavy. So it's perfect for gray merchant and it works with drain effects. Mm-hmm. So this is doubling yep. up like <laughs> exsanguinates and torment of hail fires. Like some of these big black finishers become like very, very good at ending the game when you have this on the battlefield. And it's kind of a four, four flyer on offense. Like it's stats aren't bad because it doubles its own damage as well. So it's yeah, also only win if you play this and then Gary. <laughs> yeah, I Probably. like it doubles the damage. It's gross. five pips by itself, and then you also gain double the life. Like that's where the the end step thing matters, right? Because the loss of uh, life happens at the same time, and you gain. Oh yeah, you gain that much life. So yeah, yeah just this. Life. So just this into Gary on an empty board is what drain everyone for ten. You gain thirty. Right. Yes. Pretty good. That's yeah, that. yeah. And then you probably have some more black mana symbols. It works with Nick. Those like, is this a black it's, staple? Like, that's the, the, I guess, two questions. One is, is it a black staple? Like, if you're mono black, do you just run this for value? Two is, can you play it outside of mono black? Or is that triple black cost? Like, does that scare you at all? Fixes all. (laughs) Uh, It's like five color Orborg coffers, still a thing. (laughs) I'm not an Urborg believer, honestly. But, like, I think two color is absolutely fine. Even three color with a really good mana base, you could definitely pull it off. Five color, I don't know. That's kind of sketchy. I don't know. But I, I think it's really good. I, it's I feel like we have Urborg like, in every game we play. <laughs> I, I feel it's a yeah. common enough card that even if you're just straight up 5C, you don't put Urborg in your deck, your opponents will randomly just play one and you can get it. Because I feel we see that card so often. My my Moto lands tap for an annoying <laughs> number of colors every time we play. <laughs> yeah. An annoying amount. I like that. <laughs> sure. So Tolmer's not a believer in 5C. So no, bottle yeah. black for sure. I don't think it's no. a five. In, in all seriousness, memes aside, I don't think it's a five color card, but I do think it's a good card. <laughs> yeah, I don't think right? it's like, like I, I won't run in all my black decks either, by the way, but like I will run in a good amount of them and because it's just like generically powerful. It also has two relevant creature types. If you look on EDH track, mm-hmm. vampires is like one of the top five most played creature types. And even demons is like 15th or something. It's like relatively heavily played. It's got some cool new commanders from like the uh, the Warhammer set like a year ago. So I think that's another obvious home for this. Like played in Mono Black, like God. the devotion style, Carrick, Grey Merchant style decks, but also like Edgar, any vampire deck. I think why wouldn't you play this? Any demon deck, like demons are so expensive just having a four mana demon is like very nice for a deck like that so i think it fits in those as well like it, it's it's absolutely nuts i i with how much life loss actually just goes on naturally i just absolutely adore this card i i 
Like, although just, if someone cracks the fetch during your turn, you got. Oh them. yeah, that yeah that <laughs> the end of turn player. Also, you have meatball massacre. You have all of those other things on your turn, and all like the the drain effects, obviously, out of an aristocrat's deck. Like, there's a lot here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right, Brass's Tunnel Grinder, three mana red artifact. It's a double face card. Uh, legendary artifact, when it ETBs, discard any number of cards, then draw that many cards plus one. At the beginning of your end step, if you descended this turn, put a bore counter on Tunnel Grinder. If there are three or more bore counters on it, remove those counters and transform it. The backside is a land. You tap it to add a red. Whenever you cast a permanent spell using mana produced, uh, by by this card, discover X where X is the spell's mana value. Yeah, wild. This is hold yes. on. So <laughs> enters the battlefield, discard any number of cards, then draw that many number of cards plus one. Plus one. So it, it's it, it, it's Valakut Awakening. It's Valakut Awakening, except you get to fill your graveyard instead of putting the cards to the bottom. So the, the same same exact effect, and then eventually it flips into a land that. Essentially cascades for free each turn, so, assuming yeah. you cast yes. a permanent. So the the turn you cast this, you descend because I'm assuming you like pitch something. So yeah, you need something. to you need to descend twice more. And descend is put a permanent into the graveyard. So that cannot be a token, but it can be like a discard, it can be a mill, it can be something dying from the battlefield. Crack a fetch land. <laughs> like Crack a fetch. Yeah. That's as, easy as mode. That. Yeah. So you play it, it will get a counter, and then you just wait two more turns before you flip it. Two more end steps before you flip it. Um, and then you have this powerhouse of a land. And the fact that it's a land also makes it more difficult to remove it too. And then you just constantly get to generate mana value and uh, mana advantage and card advantage when you're discovering. Yeah. We're in the strip mine meta, right? Like, you have to play strip mine now because of stuff like this. I like this card. I think this card is absolutely cracked. Yeah. Yeah, I think we, as as these flip lands start happening, maybe maybe Richard's right here. I think it's time to uh, be in the strip mine meta. I've I've been in the strip mine meta the whole time. (laughs) I've been out of it. (laughs) You never left the game? Okay, that's fair. Even even better, though, you got to be in the Vesuva Thespian stage meta. You got to take, just, they do all the hard work, and then you just take the flip side, the land side afterwards, you know? But yeah, this card, like, is this card, like, just a generic would you just jam this in most red decks or do you have to have a yes. specific archetype in mind how would you even build around this <laughs> like you have <laughs> well, like a discard outlet. deck you know or yeah bad also, know, maybe like artifact graveyard decks oz Kier. like this fills a graveyard too with your reanimation targets or like that's yeah. a huge upside compared to valakid awakening so i think yep. that would be the other home with like artifact graveyard synergies you're trying to like ready things back from the graveyard or whatever but i think i would play this in just any deck i play valakid awakening is one of my like s tier mdfcs that i run in any deck that i can cast it in because i just think it's worth it I think this is going to be similar to me where it's slower to you can't just play it as a land. That's the drawback. Like the upside of Valakid Awakening is you always have that choice of just like, oh, I need a land. I can play it as a land. But it's always just a mountain, essentially a tap mountain at that. Like you're never going to get anything more out of the land mode. The land side on this is an absurd magic card. Like discover X for free every turn as you cast a spell is so much free mana so much free value so much card advantage that i think this is just a, a staple level card for me that i would jam in pretty much anything and it goes up even more in those artifact like synergy graveyard decks yeah I, it's I, definitely I, staple is, level yeah i think this oh, is just a red a red card 
staple. Yeah, that's a pretty good way of putting that. Yeah, I, I don't believe in the Valken Awakening. I think this is Kodama's reach with oh. suspend. So if, if you're going to chuck your hand on turn three, you should have mulled, right? Like if, if you're trying to loot one card, like Faithless Looting is, is, the, is the turn. So I feel this is like, yeah, you do something, but you hard mode suspend for two turns and get a, you know, get a land that's land ramp and then it copies everything. So to me, this is like weird Kodama's reach in red uh, rather than like, chuck my whole hand obviously if you're reanimator or something like this is very useful but in generic deck you probably shouldn't chuck your whole hand and if you want to you probably should have mulliganed and then <laughs> that, that is that <laughs> you could just chuck one card though i think by like yeah. turn three you're gonna see like three cards there's gonna be one that you don't need you chuck that one or whatever i mean you but have I, to kind of chuck one otherwise you don't yeah. get to descend right so you, you must chuck one probably i think yeah. this is a card that is just like you're gonna be. You're not gonna be upset putting it basically any deck. And then if you're like an artifact deck, if you're self mill or anything, if you can like add more counters to it or flip it faster, like all these things just make it like so much better. And then it just becomes disgusting. I will say your permanent count does matter a bit. Like it might be bad in spell slinger. Like if you're playing a deck that's like almost all spells, because uh, we're we're kind of treating the descend like it's just gonna naturally happen, which in a lot of decks it will with fetch lands and so forth. But I don't know if I was playing like a Niv Mizzet deck or something, maybe that would be a deck where I wouldn't play it just because I wouldn't be confident I could get permanence into my graveyard enough to flip it. That's fair. Well, I mean, the, the, the flip also doesn't help you in a, like, in a, in a spell slinger deck, right? Because you have to cast a permanent spell to, to trigger to it. Discover. Yeah. yeah oh, bad, I mean, it's still bad ram, spell. God, slinger. descend. And what is it? The other mechanic that's exactly the same? Descended. <laughs> descended. Fathomless <laughs> descent. So d descended counts the number of permanents in your graveyard. Descend and counts something going into your graveyard. A permanent. Yeah, yeah, that was a lot of. <laughs> so they all get they all get wrecked by rest in peace. So if there's a rest in peace out, you're you're totally wrecked. Uh, yeah. But again, the the things people don't think about are discard mill. Which card? So if if someone <laughs> if someone mills you on your turn, like it counts towards this. Uh, so sacrifice like self mill cards, or like you faithless looting after you cast this or something, right? Like that that helps you. Yeah. Uh, okay. Galta, stampede tyrant, eight mana, triple green. Uh, 12, uh -huh. 12, legendary uh -huh. creature, elder dinosaur, <laughs> trample. When it ETBs, put any number of creature cards from your hand onto the battlefield. Yes. <laughs> this okay. is like yeah. the timmiest of Timmy it, cards. So is it good? <laughs> if you is cannot, Timmy? if you just read this card and you don't smile, there's something wrong. I would, I would be, I would be looking for for help for you. Like this is just a pure green goodness card. It's huge. It, but it's also powerful. Like it's it's not even a cast trigger. That's the crazy thing about it. You could blink it. You could reanimate it. You could sneak attack it. You can do whatever, and then boom! As soon as Galta's back back on the battlefield, uh, you just dump your hand of all creatures. So if you're in like a creature heavy deck, is this not just like a staple? I think it is. I I honestly. <laughs> So people love this card and people are going to play a ton of this card and it is ultimate Timmy card. I actually think it's a little overrated though. Like I think no, I see this like everyone's everyone's top 10 list. This is like way high up on it. Like it's eight mana and you need to have another creature in your hand. Like, and I do this all the time too. You focus on the like 
the absurd thing this card can do. And it can do absurd things when you're going to like cheat this into play and dump your hand. And it's going to be like the coolest game of commander you ever had. And that's why everyone's yeah. going to put it in their deck because you get that moment. But there's also going to be a lot of games where you like get up to eight mana and this is the only creature left in your hand. And you're like, eh, okay, like it's kind of still big, I guess I'll cast it. But so I think it's like, I don't know. I don't think it's quite as good as people think, but it is like, oh, it's going to do some cool things. Like the the upside is high. <laughs> It's I mean, not I, being empowered. Uh, Draw more cards. <laughs> I love this card in like sixty card formats, but in Commander, I think it. I think Seth's probably right. Actually, like no. more often, than, unless the dude. Like okay, a if this is if this is my Commander, why right? Like I'm going into mono green. This is not that good uh, as my Commander. I would rather have normal Galta as my Commander, right? Uh, but then, then like, so in the 99, sure, if you've drawn like a hundred cards, then, then, and you, for some odd reason, haven't played them and decided to keep them in your hand, then that's, that's a lose more, right? Like, as opposed to a win more. <laughs> um, and then I don't, I don't know if this is like what I, I entomb. Yeah. Okay. Golgari or something like that. You entomb this and then you reanimate it. Mm -hmm. I, I, I guess, right? Like that's the only line. Have have you all not seen how much green can draw? Do we not know what Risker's expertise does? Or Return of the Wild Speaker, you know? Soul's Majesty, the other Guru Planeswalker, that's just like, draw cards equal to the highest power you have. And then you're just like, oh, I draw 12 cards. Like, obviously, you're going to be so running all more, of those right? cards. You're at eight yeah. mana, and you manage to draw 15 cards. <laughs> and, yes. and then you somehow have and it won. You play the Galta. Uh, like, that's... <laughs> it's easier so we, than you think. <laughs> So we just, but we just got Last March of the Ends, which is eight mana, but it also draws you a million cards. And then it has the same ability, right? Essentially, like you can put any number of creatures and it can't be countered. You have to cast it. This is like a, this is ETB. There's more, there's more fun things you can do with this, I think. I don't know. You're all being, that's true. I think this is a trap. I'm, I'm the biggest Timmy here. I love original <laughs> Galta. Original Galta is like a million times better than this. Like you have to reanimate this. And if you do, there are better things to be reanimating. Is is, is there not? Ooh. Like, is this really what you're going to be reanimating if, if you could reanimate? And like, yeah, you could blink it and get more value, but what, just end the game on your first reanimation. Like, <laughs> why are you... Like, are you going to entomb Galta and, and do this? Well, so let, I we, think it's a bit win more. It's definitely uh, win more. I don't even know like, you would drop in. Like, isn't Galta like one of your best... If you play Galta, like, you're dropping in something that's better than a Galta. Like, what is it? Look, Another I don't think this is a Galta. better commander. I think this is a 99 <laughs> card for sure. Because if you like, if you just like say, hey, my commander's Galta Stampede Tyrant, you're just basically begging the blue player to just counter it and you're sad. But like if you have it in the 99, I think it's actually legit. It's not bad. It's just a 12 12 trampler. All right. You got to put some respect on the name. <laughs> Hit him with two uh, Galtas. <laughs> I have a Galta deck. I, I own a Galta deck. This is going into yeah, the Galta like, deck. Wait, yeah, you own a Galta deck. So yeah, two what? mana twelve twelve trample or eight mana twelve twelve trample. <laughs> Look, I, I'm not saying I'm, okay. Maybe it's a little bit of a trap, but you still got to run it. All right. What would it's your so what would your itself? What would your itself and remember, the point of commander is doing cool things, and this card does cool things. When it comes down to it, a lot of people play because they forget the five games where this was stuck in their hand doing nothing, but they get a really good story out of the six game where they dump their entire hand, and like that's what people play commander for. So I think even though it's not going to be that consistent and it's a trap and win more, like 
it still does what a lot of people want to be doing in the format. So I think that's well, why it rings highly on my list, even though, like, I think from a like more spiky perspective, it is win more and it's a trap, but that, it doesn't matter. We're playing commander. We're not playing modern or whatever. Like we're, we're trying to do wait, the cool wait, thing wait, and have that story to tell our friends. How do you fill your hands with big things? Like you could like worldly okay. tutor. That's two mana. Is, is there some tutor like the three I mean, mana elf thing that tutors a big creature into your hand? I think uh, your dream is you like resolve this after the rich cars expertise or the last yeah. part. You like you be play that huge card draw spell and you have twenty cards in hand and then you put <laughs> yeah. this into play and you dump your whole hand and it's like yeah. the coolest thing. Like I think that's how people will play this. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and, then, and then you dump your like Coco combo onto the battlefield to win the game. <laughs> yeah. And, no, and, and then you trim hard six mana combo. Yeah. <laughs> no, and then you pass the turn and crim farewells, and that's yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the ideal situation, but you know, actually, crim plays that uh, that horrible black card that destroys all creatures that enter. Yo, the hey, that's not horrible. And that's <laughs> not, it's like that's not card. Or, that's what not is what's playing right over now. Because that card is gas, and we all know right. that card's gas. Oger Tack, Deepest Foundation, 4 White White, 6 6 Legendary God. Vigilance. If one or more creature tokens would be created under your control, three times that many are created instead. When it dies, return to the battlefield tapped and transformed. Uh, the backside is a land that taps for white. Three mana tap. Uh, activate only if you attacked with three or more creatures this turn, and only as a sorcery, it transforms back to the other side. You One were thing saying, I know about Commander players is they love tripling. They love yeah. tripling things. Go ahead, Tomer. Well, you were saying, oh, Galta's is a trap, blah, 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 blah. Well, I think the exact same thing applies to Ozier Attack, and I still love it to death. It's triple. <laughs> triple the token. Triple three times. It's amazing. Did you know? Okay, so what? Whatever. It's times. overpriced, blah, blah. It's not going to do anything half the time. <laughs> it's very inconsistent. I get it. It's triple. I love it. I love it. It's so cute. We need a quadrupler. Because you play it, everyone's like, oh my god, we gotta kill it. They kill it, it flips into a land. <laughs> like, you know, you, you didn't get no value out of it. And then you have three attackers, you can flip it back. So it's this persistent threat. So the fact that it comes back, because like you play Mondrak, people try to kill it. That you play Anointed Procession, people try to kill it. This thing you need to exile. Otherwise, it becomes a land with the threat of coming back. So I actually think this is not as Winmore as people are, are billing it as and it's just no. this like constant threat that's sitting there <laughs> no but galta has no. it it gets the value immediately i think the main problem with the lane side is that attacking with three things is going to be very difficult if the most common answer to your board state is just going to be like mm -hmm. okay i wipe the board and then what are you going to be attacking with you have to slowly play some creatures and then eventually attack with the creatures and then you get it back but like three attacking with three creatures is kind of Kind of big. It's a go wide like strategy. Your tokens though, so. deck. Your tokens yeah. deck. So it's not as unreasonable yeah. as it is for a normal deck. Right? I think it's as reasonable as getting good value out of Galta. <laughs> all right. Galta's not good. Well, we're comparing They're this to Mondrak and Anointed no. Procession. So, <laughs> so the the problem with this compared to the other versions, I think, is specifically creature tokens. That's the that's the downside here compared to Mondrak or Doubling Season, Anointed Procession. 
that doesn't mean it's a bad card. Like, this can still do, like, imagine that Bernard deck that Krim played where you're making, I like, the food golem. Like, this is going to be ridiculous in a deck like that or any deck that's building creature tokens. But some of the shenanigans that you get with Mondrak of, like, making a ridiculous amount of treasure tokens or something, like, that's not going to work with this. But I think this card's actually, like, it protects itself uh, mm. by turning back into a land. I don't think it's that hard to flip back around. And it's another one of those cards that I think I agree with Tomer that it's probably a little win Mori, but it's just going to do such spectacular things while it's on the battlefield. Like three is a huge number, like tripling your tokens and it stacks with Mondrak. Why wouldn't you just play this and Mondrak and then we need procession and you're just going to, yeah. And you're just going to like really go off. I mean, I, I love it. It's like, see this, this has appeal. Right, like I, I like this. I like. I don't know what it is. Like Galta, Galta, like this. You're not a sick. Timmy. You're a lie. One of them's a green card. One of them's a white card. What's wow? Uh, okay, what a that actually might be it. What a puzzle this is. That you don't have a green card. Hmm. Of that, right? Like, look, I, I, I like Galta in sixty card. Right? I like. It's not like I'm not. I'm out here just hating on Galta. I think Galta's like a super sweet card, but this. This appeals, right? Why? Because three times. <laughs> Something about it, like you had mentioned it like earlier. I'm not even joking. He said three times. That's just cool. Like instantly, right? Like I don't know why. Like there's there's definitely a lot better things you could play, but three times. That's so sick. I, I feel we're in the realm where you can just put any number there now. Like it could be and, ten times. Anything above before, two. Like, like if, if this thing untaps and you get to do it, like you probably won the game. So you might as well just put whatever ridiculous number you want to put in there. So yeah, I like I like the three times. The See, three times is good. Miss it's miss gonna, the three it's times. Kind of creep. Yeah, if we're we're gonna get quadruplers a, soon. If you're making a go wide like a creature token deck, are you ever not running this card, or are you just auto jamming it? I thought you guys yeah. just said it was overrated. <laughs> like, no, but I mean, it doesn't matter if it's overrated. Right? I'm just saying, would you would you, yes. would you not run it? <laughs> when I when I build a go by token deck, like I play all the doublers and uh, now the triplers. Now that we have a tripler, like those are the first cards I had. If I'm playing tokens, of course, Mondrak and Winning Procession doubling season. Like I'm jamming all of those, and this is on that list too. So yeah, if, if I'm making creature tokens, why wouldn't I have this in my deck? I never play these cards, by the way. I, I'm, I'm a believer of the X tokens because it's like, it's, it's the door of destinies theory. If you slap this down, everyone tries to murder you immediately and like you can never get off. Like they see it coming and then you just get destroyed. So I am of the just ramp, 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 end of turn, White Sun Zenith kill you versus <laughs> layering down these anthems and doublers and you're like, oh, yes. wait till I untap, guys. You're all dead, right? And then everyone's like, oh, uh -huh. boy, like, we, better, we better get rid of them immediately, right? So, you know what? Six mana, hope the turn passes around you without you getting touched is a big ask. Doable. I don't care. Doable. It would be a baby. Big... <laughs> I don't care. I, I'm still doing it. I would it. rather you know how many die in style than win with yeah, Pilgrim's yeah. Eye. What, what am I playing? CDH over here? Am I getting close to Buddy over White here? White Sun I, I can't play the fun cards. No, I'm still playing the fun cards. Although I have been cutting like parallel lives and stuff in like super creature heavy decks because they're not creatures. And I like the fact that this is a 6-6 six, six Vigilancer. You know, like, okay, people are going to target me. Well, they better kill the thing because attacking me is going to be a little bit harder because I have a 6-6. Six, six. 
Yeah, and you get creature tutors. So you can tutor it up with yes. creature, creature, Eldrami's call or worldly tutor or whatever. Yeah. What did you call it? El Eldrazi's call? El Eldrazi's call, yes. Edam Edamami's call? I don't think that <laughs> yeah. knows Edamami yet. Okay. I'm teaching him Edamami. Who? <laughs> Even though we had no consensus on those cards, those were the consensus. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Most we, people would wait. agree are reasonable top cards from the set. Have we just are been 50-50? Down the middle on all these cards. I just want to <laughs> say right now. I, I think so, actually. Actually, wait. No, Brass is Wait, we were grinding. three to one on the last card, at least. We're all like, hell yeah. And then Richard's like, no, I don't like fun. <laughs> no, no, I think it's actually pretty good. I just personally don't play it. <laughs> okay. Yo, y'all uh, having fun over there? I hate it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Who wants to have fun? We're here. We're, we're just going to pay six mana and get it swords. So it doesn't even <laughs> flip into a land. <laughs> don't even have the respect to path to exile it. He just gets uh, okay. fogged. That's true. It doesn't matter how many tokens you get. Oh, like, yeah, fog. yeah. Fog mana. All these cards fog. suck. <laughs> All right. Here, here is my sleeper pick for the set. Echoing Deeps. It's a land cave. Uh, you may have Echoing Deeps enter the battlefield tapped as a copy of any land in a graveyard, except it's a cave in addition to its other types. Tap to add colorless. So it's a colorless untapped land, and you can have it enter taps and then copy a graveyard land. It does not work with MDFCs and like these new flipped things sitting in the graveyard because they're the they're the front side. They're not a land in in the in the graveyard. But Vesuva meta, Despy Stage meta, <laughs> Echoing Deeps meta, and we were just talking about how you need to play Strip Mine now because of all these ridiculous lands. Now you can Strip Mine them yourself and like copy them with Echo Deeps. Worst but case, the, it's the a land is the backside. The land of these. Well, not that one. No, no, no. So yeah, you can't <laughs> use those ones, but you can like hit someone's coffers now because you're also running strip mine. How <sighs> far below like Vesuvius Asmian stage is this, Richard? Do you think? Like, I, I'm curious because you play those in every deck, right? Those are like just the Richard staples. Like, is this on that list? Is this an every decker? I think it's an every decker because it's an ETB untapped. And so you can make it come decker. into play untapped if you want. So I'm no, going to try it every deck. But again, there's a threshold of how many of these lands I can play. Like if I, <laughs> I just copy like naked Vesuvas because that's all I'm running. <laughs> and they're all useless. Yo, that, hold on. I, hold on. I, hold on. You're not every giving that enough <laughs> This is a this Because is a worst case, it's a fetch land or something, right? Like you can, you can have it be a terrible Triome Guildgate kind of thing. But the upside is someone's coffers are sitting there. Someone's cradle is sitting there. Someone's like literally anything maze of it is sitting there. Uh, better if you self mill. Better if you crop rotation yourself. You can do that. Better if sort of body and mind is in your meta and people just getting milled for no reason. So you're so saying I that really that like sword this. has synergies with this. God, that so, card's so broken. So many things are going to make sort of body and mind good, even more good. <laughs> from for the person playing, yeah. Yeah. I, I could see it like I could see myself playing this card if I was like uh like Lord Windgrace and I have like I can put a lot of lands in the graveyard. Ideally a field of the of the dead, you know, you got a field of the dead in the graveyard and you copy it back going deeps and you get back the field of the dead. But like I think this card in most situations is not good. It's so the the floor is it's a tapped colorless land. The, the ceiling is it's untapped what, colorless. It it you may have it enter. So you can choose tapped. to have it enter as an untapped colorless or have uh, it enter tapped as a copy yeah. of something in the graveyard. Well, okay, so untapped colorless. So it's still untapped. Still not great. And then tapped, 
version of something better but like you have to you have to actively put lands in the graveyard the other only lands that are going to go into the graveyard naturally are like fetch lands sometimes and we don't that's not even a guarantee and you really have to build around it i don't know this doesn't seem very good I mean, the build around is put a strip mine in your deck. <laughs> Wait, no, but you then you have to wait. Mine, you hope that you find the strip mine, and then hope that you blow up something that's good, and then you're down. What do you want from a free value off your land? Like <laughs> <laughs> downside is land, upside is like infinite mana with coffers. Like yeah, it's, it's a, a land. Colorless spot. land. Like, it's, it an basic. it's a free roll. It's a free. It could have been a basic. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I'm not as high on it as Richard. Like, I don't know if this is a card that I would uh, like. I also now play Thespian Sage and Vesuvia a lot. I'm not sure if this is part of that same package. I might be like a little bit more on the Tomer side in the sense that like I want to plan for getting things into the graveyard. I think if I'm like self milling or if I'm like playing land destruction effects or something, then this card's really, really good. Maybe it's even better than that. You guys, wait. I you am- guys get to play Oger Tack, triple your tokens, and I'm like, don't worry, boys. Four days of it. Please, no. Again, the main. Four days of it. What you got? <laughs> okay. Uh, next card. Thousand Moon Smithy. Four mana white, double white, uh, legendary artifact. When ETBs create a white gnome soldier artifact creature token with this creature's power and toughness are equal to the number of artifacts and or creatures you control. At the beginning of your pre-combat main phase, you may tap up to five untapped artifacts and or creatures. If you do, transform Thousand Moon Smithy. Backside is a land. Tap to add a white. If you cast an artifact or creature spell using mana produced by barracks, create a white gnome soldier token. So this is like mega construct. (laughs) Yeah. So this is my pick. We've all, we're all aware that constructs are very powerful, right? Like that's not, that's not an unknown at this point. This is a super construct because it also counts creatures that aren't artifacts. So it just, Four mana, you make a construct, not very good by itself, but then pre-combat main phase, you basically you just have to wait a turn cycle, tap five untapped creatures and or uh, artifacts, which is pretty simple to do as well, and then you get a legendary artifact land, and then you're just making, you're, it's a land, so it's now that, that ramps you, but then it also makes a construct every single time you're casting a spell, basically, and it's also an artifact itself so if you have any ways of untapping artifacts you can make stilly amounts of card strikes it's like if you're in an artifact deck or i guess if you could be in a creature go wide creature deck even too uh is this not like just silly seems silly to me this card's I think this card's kind of ridiculous. I think being an artifact on the back's a drawback, actually. I think that's intended to keep its power in check a little bit, that you can blow it up with a Disenchant or Vandoblast or a Farewell or any of that stuff. So I think that's actually part of it. But the card's kind of crazy, right? I think I also think of it like a construct, and I think that really undersells it because you don't have to be an artifact deck. As you mentioned, like this is amazing in like Cadria or Jetmere or with the the new white uh, or talk, whatever uh, God we were just talking, like anything that's going wide, you don't have to be an artifact deck. So it goes in the artifact decks. It goes into go wide creature decks and it's going to be absurd in any of those. Like the creatures this make is so, so big. It reminds me of the red one a little bit, which is like, yeah, sure, you're not cascading each turn, but just making a free, like, 10-10 or 20-20 every turn, like, that's going to close out the game very quickly. Card's absurd. Absurd. I... The dream. 
Oh, would your attack into Thousand Moon Smitty on an empty <laughs> yeah, pool? Get yeah. And we give you three four fours, <laughs> and then oh, they grow every time. Yes. And this is also two artifacts towards flipping it. So you only need three other artifacts because you have itself and the token it makes. So you're actually like not that unrealistic that you could be flipping this on turn five, the turn after you play it in a lot of decks. I think this card is very good, but there is a thing that I kind of have a nitpick with it. So why? Gnome. Why did? Why does it make gnome? Seriously, why does? It oh, I, I was guess, I was just joking. Wow. <laughs> no, no, like genuinely, <laughs> I don't. What's with gnomes? You don't like gnomes, Grim? I well, no, it's not that I don't like gnomes. It's more of that I wish it made golems because I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, this set has actually yeah. upgraded my Bernard deck by a lot because there's just golem makers left and right. So, because why are all... they gnomes? Like I always associate. They, they wanted gnomes. a new type because you can't use constructs or constructs because they they care about artifacts and creatures. And golems are just like these vanilla creatures, so you can't use those either. So they, they had. But to gnomes are just like sh a short race in D and D. You know, we should have technically before. been bunny tokens because a bunny corn or whatever doesn't that have the same ability? Like, isn't this actually regal bunny corn tokens? That well, is those making... are permanent, Seth. Uh, <laughs> These are okay. artifacts. I don't know. So that's our nitpick. The type is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's about all I They're also got. soldiers, if that's relevant, like, for soldier decks. So. Yeah. And they're also artifacts. So one Vandal Blast and you're done for. This, the land, <laughs> all the tokens go. <laughs> so, like, everything done. goes. Everything's an artifact this, here. The, the menace that is Vandal. I haven't seen a Vandal Blast in so long, by the way. It's just like farewell now these days. Or even Austere Command. I still see your Austere Command. I haven't seen a Vandal Blast in so long. Vandal Blast? What card is that? Is that new? I haven't seen it. All right. Uh, next up, we have a pair of three mana mana rocks. Uh, we can guess who chose these ones. So the first one is Sunbird Standard, three mana, tap, add one mana of any color. It has an ability, craft with one or more five. So that's five mana, exile this artifact, exile one or more permanents you control and or cards from your graveyard, return this card, transform under its owner's uh, control. Backside is a star star artifact creature bird construct, flying vigilance haste. Power of toughness are equal to the number of colors among the cards exiled used to craft it. Tap it for each color among the exiled cards used to craft it. Add one mana of that color. So three mana mana rock. You craft it for five mana, exile a 5C card. It becomes a 5-5 five, five flying vigilance haste uh, that you can tap to add five mana. Hold on, I'm trying to still find this. It's just, it's just yeah, there's a lot of text. Okay, yeah. okay. While like, you're talking about that, when you're thinking about that, Eye of Ogre Tack, tap to add one man of any color. Craft with two that share a card type. Six. Uh, so six mana. And then the backside is it enters a battlefield tapped. As it enters, choose a card type shared among the two exiled cards used to craft it. Tap it. The next spell you cast this turn of the chosen type can be cast without paying its mana cost. So Seth, you like three hmm. mana mana rocks. <laughs> I do. I, I do. Is this so, the best three mana mana rock with upside? I mean, I don't know if it's the best. The Celestis is still pretty sweet, but I, I'm actually like, okay, so Sunbird Standard, you pretty much gotta be 5C, right? Like, I think this is a mana rock that has enough upside that in a 5C deck, I'm pretty excited for it. If I'm 4C, 3C, or less, 
not playing it, not worth it, not enough upside. But in 5C, you get the mana rock. You essentially can craft it for and generate a mana because you can tap it itself. Um, so you can, uh, well, I guess it doesn't generate a mana because then it would be tapped. But you can craft it for free. So you spend five, you'll get five mana back from it. And you can get an attack with this hasty creature. And if it lives a turn, then it's generating five mana each turn. So I have to think that this is worth it in a five color deck. I'm actually more excited about I. I to me seems like kind of ridiculous that you have a three mana mana rock that crafts with a couple of random things from your graveyard and then lets you cast something for free each turn, which is a very, very like ridiculously effect. We've seen omniscience and fill decks just like take over games. This is only one spell a turn and it does have the restriction of needing like to be a specific type of spell, but still in a deck that's built around uh, artifacts or enchantments or creatures or planeswalkers, like isn't this a really, really strong mana rock? Like uh, personally, I think I'm more excited about I than I am for Sunbird Standard, just because I feel like I can play it in more decks. Sunbird's gotta be 5C. I, I think you wanna be like kind of built around a card type to some extent, but in that context, it's really, really strong. I'm a, I, I'm, I, I, I think I'm a believer. This is, yeah, after finally see. catching up to everything that it does, <laughs> uh, yeah, like, you went through all of that. I needed to see it for myself because, good Lord. All right. Yeah, no, I, I I think this card's pretty cool. This is this is a sh pretty solid three mana mana rock, right? Like, yeah, uh, I I'm in love. I'm in love. I think this I I'm buying in on this, especially at an uncommon. Ah, uh, okay. So, hmm. So, Sunbird Standard, I actually like a lot, but it can't just be a five color deck. Just any five color deck. It has to be a five color deck with permanents, like the permanents that. Are Probably like multicolor, right? Because uh, you need to have them either on the battlefield, which kind of sucks, or in the graveyard, more more spicy because they're not you're not using them for anything else at that point. You want to like exile like a five color, like you want to have like five, like you want to be like a multicolor matters five color deck. If you're just like you know a five color deck, but you have like a lot of like one color permanents, or you don't even have that many permanents, and it's not going to do a whole lot there. So you can craft so with multiple cards at the same time. Yes. Yeah, so obviously and, like, it gets harder, but you can choose like a Demir yes. card, a Gruul card, and a white card or something, and then get five C. But obviously, but a multicolor deck makes it a single yeah, five color card is much easier to accomplish. Yes. It's also worth mentioning, even though this card's worded kind of confusingly, you can craft with spells too. You can craft with any any card. So you can exile a couple of charms from your graveyard or like Niv-Mizzet spells. So it's permanence yeah. on the battlefield or any cards in your graveyard. So uh, it's permanence uh, and or. So, so you can actually exile a couple of charms from your graveyard or okay. whatever, ionize. So, so it's even a little better than that maybe that you don't yes. actually really need permanence exactly. So it can we work in like the craft. lucky so craft charm is permanence. Deck. Oh, so you can craft stuff on the battlefield as well. Yes, each in all uh, the craft cards are worded differently. So some oh, wait, some are only some are only this. Oh this one's God. any card. Yeah. <laughs> so so I I do think you still want to be multicolor matters because like if you just yep. have like a bunch of single color cards, then it's going to be really difficult to consistently drop it. But then it immediately refunds that mana. The problem with Eye of Ajatek, and I I feel it's almost a little bit of a trap card, is that it's three mana and then it's an additional six mana to uh, craft it. You have to have the two cards, the chair card type and the problem with it is it enters tapped so you do all that you pay the six mana you find the two cards you do the whole crafting purpose 
and then it enters tapped and you have to wait a turn cycle for your opponents to allow you to untap with it and get the value. Much like Osher Tack or whatever, where it's like, oh yeah, big red flag, everybody deal with this before I untap with it. Same thing with uh, the observatory. If it didn't, if it entered untapped, I would have been much more on board with it. Uh, but like you spend that six, you spend the three mana, then you spend the six mana and you exile the two things, and then you have to wait in a whole turn cycle for it to untap. That's kind of ugh. That's yeah, you can only craft as a sorcery, so you can't end of turn craft and then untap yep. and do it. So yeah. you have to tap out, cross your fingers, untap. As opposed to omniscience, where you somehow get an omniscience into play, you can start firing off spells immediately. Or Galta, you just immediately. I'm mixed the upside. Card. The upside. It's so high. Yeah, I, I'm much higher on Sunburn Standard Galta, in then. five colors because you get. <laughs> so you can use it immediately. So it refunds itself immediately, and you got a body, and you can smack someone with it. That's true. <sighs> Will yeah. you make it around? Will you make it around to untap and then have something useful in hand to to fire off? But a free spell every turn is disgusting. Imagine Phil doing this. <clears throat> You know, like yeah. a, a 10 mana spell coming off the top here for free is ridiculous. So, mm. and the other thing about both these cards is like the floor is high. It's a three mana mana rock. So, worst case, you never bother to spend five or six to craft it, and it just makes mana every turn, and you play well, normal is, game plan. So, okay, is this, uh, what, what is that Strixhaven card where you play Quidditch called? Oh, uh, uh, Strixhaven Stadium. Stadium. Wait, Strixhaven. Yeah. yeah, stadium. Oh. Stadium. Is it like, oh, it's all free upside? No, you play it and get murdered immediately. <laughs> like, that is this one action. of those cards where it's not actually mm. a mana rock? It's something that just puts a giant bullseye on you and you die? Like, that, it is very I'm, scary. Who's going to let you untap be. with this? <laughs> I might actually be. I was very high on Strike Saving Stadium when it was spoiled, and I learned very quickly that it's actually really bad in most decks because you just get murdered. I might actually be that similar effect. And in some ways, like, maybe worse because it enters tapped so you have to wait that turn for everyone to like smack you around in hopes that you get to use it so yeah maybe maybe it actually is too too scary for what it does you might be right sunbird i don't think is like that though like sunbird is not that same scary effect right what are you gonna what are you gonna do about it anyway yeah it's definitely not a strixhaven stadium level of like aggro at least i don't think so it's a fun card though i don't know you gotta you sometimes that, that you gotta just yolo it you know all right, last card. Roaming Throne, four mana, artifact creature, golem, four, four, ward two. When it enters a battlefield, choose a creature type. Uh, it is the chosen type in addition to its other types. If a triggered ability of another creature you control of the chosen type triggers, it triggers an additional time. This is sick, right? Like, I what absolutely... Do with this? What, what? So you, you, you have to copy. You, you have to copy yeah. a creature type that triggers. Like what is the what is like the most common or brain it dead does. use of this? Oh, it does. It if you just read like the most played commanders, it works with essentially every single one of them. Like uh, Atroxa double proliferates, Lathril double ups your elves, Eureka double triggers, Ishin double triggers, Wilhelm double zombies, Miram double double dragons, Edgar. Like it works with everything. Like this is a panharmonicon, but it works on triggered abilities. It works on upkeep abilities, end step abilities, combat damage. Like it works with everything. So yeah, you gotta be built around a creature type most likely to make it worth it. 
but I, every time I like try to build a deck around this card, it literally just works with everything. Like I think if you took any goblin deck, vampire deck, like choose a creature type and threw this in it, you're going to get value out of it. Even if you don't build around it at all, like it, you have so many things that are just naturally going to do what this card wants. You can throw it in any one of those decks. So yeah. it costs twice as much as Harmonic Prodigy. I love Harmonic Prodigy. I put in every wizard deck, every, well, I haven't played a shaman deck, but if I played a shaman deck, it would go in there too. You pay double, but like, it's still worth it. I'm going to pay double for Harmonic Prodigy every time. And it comes with Ward. That's nice. And yeah. it's also it's the chosen creature type as well when it enters the battlefield. So it benefits from synergies. This card is just so good. It's so good. It also, I love it. Like, yeah, the ward is so nice on top of that. Like, it's like a lot of people realize that, yeah, ward does creep you up on you. So it. don't don't sleep on ward. Yeah. Ward is very, so it's four mana. So if you're on the play or your opponents have EDB tap land, they can't play the three mana removal to remove this. So if, if, if they, you can punish people for not playing Swords to Plowshares, but are playing Generous Gift because yep. they can't muster up the five mana to, to remove this. Uh, so and even if they this card like it. dumb? It <laughs> yes. literally synergizes with everything. And That's not only so that, good. but it synergizes with the rest of your deck because it, it is like a changeling type thing as well. Like it's, it's the creature type as well so it's a vampire or whatever your vampire deck in addition to doubling your triggers in addition to being a very strong on curve threat like a four mana four four at war two and then it's colorless so it goes in every deck is this like the one ring of creature decks <laughs> like, it's, it's kind of like everywhere and it's like stupid yeah. it's the arcane signet of creature decks i think where it's just like You'd have to have a very specific reason not to run it. But, like, I think just naturally a lot of creature decks are just going to have a lot of triggered abilities that you want to double up on. It's just, it's just how it is. I mean, I, I I do not have any doubt that this will be the most played card from the set. Like, it's colorless, so you can play in so many different options. When we look at, like, the stats a year from now, I would be very surprised if this was not the number one most played card out of this entire set. And that's saying something because this set is ridiculous overall it's a, such a high power levels and i think this is the card that's gonna gonna actually be the most played so yeah i think this is like kind of a dumb card but it's dumb in like it's a panharmonicon it's dumb in a fun, fun way dumb. it's dumb in the like double up the triggers and like do the cool fun thing so i think it's it's very very powerful but i don't think it's like problematic in the way that some other like so you know let me one clarify some rules are. questions for you so i play this i choose squirrel i draw double the amount of cards with toski is that correct Yes, correct. I, I, yeah. I, I choose humans. I, I gray merchant. I, I, yes. I double gray merchant. Everyone. Well, gray is merchants correct? is a zombie. Is gray merchant a human? Oh, zombie. But yes. zombie. If you choose zombie. zombie, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Cards dumb. Berdegard. If, if you name human in Berdegard, you get double the pumping, I think. If I know <laughs> what Berdegard is. Seth, yes. Baragon. Oh my God. Baragon. Yeah, it also triggers the Baragon because it's a human. Yes, yes. And then your mentor, the meek, triggers twice or whatever, however you're drawing cards. Yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, it it's is the stuff. one ring. It's, it's, it is. Like, it's you a little like bit. Like that's it. You can play it as a weird background card. You can have no creature type synergies in your deck. You just choose your commander, copy your commander, and then go to town like that. Well, like I, that is like when the I was, more of this. When I was playing Jaleva, which is it just happened to be a wizard, I would run um, Harmonic Prodigy because I really liked Jaleva's triggered ability. 
as, as my commander. I didn't have a wizard sub theme. I just ran it because it doubled the trigger. I think roaming throne, yeah, it's four mana, whatever, instead of two. But it has ward, and it's if if the trigger is good enough, then yes, you don't have to go for a full creature deck. If your commander's triggered ability is just good enough. But if you do have a lot of triggered abilities on the same creature type, then it's fine. Like just imagine Eureka. You like turn two Eureka, and then like turn four, you drop roaming throne, and all you have double the ninja triggers. Oh, oh that's fun. so good. Fun. That's so good. <laughs> good times. All right. So those are the 10 cards we're hyped about for this set. We got some we got some pretty strong cards this set. Uh, it didn't really fall off in power level as we were going through there. There's plenty of good cards that we had to cut that didn't make the list. Let us know in the comments uh, what you're hyped about. Anything we may have missed. Uh, any cool combos. And uh, I, I want to know, is Galta Stampede Tyrant? A Timmy card, or is it good? Is it? Are we all playing it because we like Smashy Smashy, or is it actually good? <laughs> Timmy cards Why can be both? good. Timmy cards Why can be both? good. Yeah, like original Galta is a Timmy card that's extremely, extremely strong. And then there's like the Richard special of like the what, what is like that ten mana ten ten that makes a ten ten token. Like I love that card, but I'm not gonna pretend it's good. Oh yeah, Eldrazi something. Uh, yeah, the Eldrazi twin thing that I love, sure. but that oh, is Desolation so Twin. Card. Yeah, that, that's like a Timmy card, right? That's so yeah, that's, which, that's, which that's, one is this? <laughs> which one? Definitely a Timmy card. Uh, let us know in the comments and we'll see you all back next week.